0: Let's go. Here we go. We got a Super Bowl champion. Seven-time one joins us. Tom Brady. Tommy, how are you today?
1: What's up, guys? How you guys doing? Nice to talk to you. I know it was a pretty uh, epic game yesterday. Some great performances and it's kind of the way it should go for the last game of the year. So I was kind of watching like everyone else and I saw a lot of great quarterbacking, which um, you know, I felt Jalen played incredible. Patrick played really clutch when he had to and it was a very fitting end to a great season and you know, the two, the two best teams throughout the course of the year were in the Super Bowl, and they played really one of, one of the great games all season, so it was, it was really fun to watch.
0: Let's Go, presented by Hertz. At Hertz, you can change the scenery without ever changing your standards. That's right. No matter where you are, with Hertz, you'll always find exactly the right vehicle to make your Let's Go moment unforgettable. Visit Hertz.com to book today. Hertz, let's go. Tom, are you watching the game trying to figure out how you would play or are you watching the game as a fan
1: I think a little bit of both and I think what I watched more yesterday was I I did listen to the broadcast intently listening to how you know the game was called I was watching the players and watching the quarterbacks I was watching some of the defense and obviously as a fan of the sport so I I basically covered every base we had um you know <laughs> there's a lot of different things for me to watch for now so I was probably more intent watching a Super Bowl that I haven't played in uh, than I ever have been. So for that, I think it was a win. How about you, Scratchy? What would you do? How do you watch those games?
0: I was at the game, and I'm watching it, you know, just trying to enjoy it, the Super Bowl as a fan. But I'm also watching it, you know, trying to figure out what's going to happen here, where the momentum's going, what's a good play. People who I'm sitting with are football experts, so they're telling me what's going to happen before. I miss not seeing the broadcast. But that's an interesting point for you. Are you trying to figure out what you might say in 20-second spurts?
1: Yeah, for sure. And I thought it was interesting. When Mahomes got hurt there in the end of the first half, I I thought the Chiefs were in deep trouble because their best playmaker and one of the best quarterbacks in the game injures himself trying to get out of the pocket. They're already losing. Philly is basically unstoppable on offense, and – they go into halftime and you worry if Patrick's able to come out and perform against the best pass rush football year. So that was a total flip of the script because I was like, there's no way the Chiefs have a chance. And then here you come out in the second half and they went, I think, touchdown, 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 field goal or something like that. And, um, you know, it turned into like this epic second half when you didn't think they had much of a chance to win. And that's just how the games go. It's even in our Atlanta Super Bowl against Atlanta when we are down 28-3. I mean, we basically couldn't do anything right for two and a half quarters and really then couldn't do anything wrong for a quarter and a half. Amazing how that game is. And it's almost like two separate games. There's a first half and there's a second half um, that are normal. just halves, but because the length of the day, you know, it does happen quite a bit where, you know, one team plays incredibly well in one half and the next team plays incredibly well in the other. So it was a really, you know, kind of played to the script. Although when I saw Patrick hurt his ankle, I thought there really wasn't much a chance at that point for the chiefs to find a way to win. But, He played his ass off as he always does and what a champion he is, a great leader. They got a great coaching staff. So many key players made big plays in the game. Great kicker, great punt returner. Um, you know, they they did what they needed to do. They had some really creative plays there to get some touchdowns there in the fourth quarter, the one where he, you know, faked the handoff and threw it to the guy in the right flat wide open. Then they had the one Mm -hmm. where they did something similar, they threw it to the guy in the left flat wide open. You know, that's what and
0: and, and then Tony. Tony yeah, and Sky Moore.
1: Yeah, you want to find some creative, easy plays down there so you don't always have to thread the needle. So you try to, you know, work hard with some of those tendencies that you've seen on film, and, you know, you take advantage of an over-aggressiveness, and they really got a couple of free plays down there, which were, it's nice to throw to guys, you know, that end up being wide open. I've had my fair share of those, and it's better than trying to cram the ball in there to, you know, two feet of space high on the back line of the end zone. So it was a really creative game plan. And, uh, you know, the Chiefs earned it. They deserved it. And that's why they're world champs.
0: I think fans are always surprised how are guys wide open in the Super Bowl like that on critical plays.
1: I think the interesting part is, you know, it's two weeks of prep. And I feel like for me personally, when I've had two weeks of prep, you're so conditioned to, let's say, a six-day prep week. Play Sunday, you know, recovery Monday, and then Tuesday to Sunday's prep. When I've been able to study for two weeks, I felt like I had such an advantage because – by the time the first 6 day kind of time frame came and went i was fully prepared to play and then i literally went through the plan with a fine tooth comb day in and day out making sure every motion was right every formation trying to watch every bit of film again and again so i knew the movements of the defenders better than they knew themselves and when i had those 2 weeks you know you can really unless you're changing and totally re-identifying kind of what you're doing. The other team's doing the same thing. So they basically watched every bit of film from the whole season. They know all the tendencies. They know all the motions. They've been coached up on things that you do really well. Now, you don't want to go into those games and change what worked either. So it's such a fine balance between changing what works and also giving them new things that make it really hard on them. And I thought the Chiefs did an unbelievable job. I think Philly kind of played to script and – you know, they really played the style they were playing. They used Jalen a lot. He ran a lot. You know, he had a really good game pass on the ball. So, you know, he had a tremendous game. Um, that offense had a tremendous game. If you look at the stats, you'd think Philly won. But a few plays here or there, like the punt return and then the fumble by Jalen where, you know, they ran in for a touchdown. Those are, you know, those you really don't account for. And uh, when they happen and they go against you, you know, those are hard to overcome.
0: Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Our program is Let's Go. We're brought to you by USAA. USAA was started in 1922 by a group of soldiers who made a promise to always take care of their own. And after 100 years, USAA is still serving the military and their families. Find out more at usaa.com slash 100. USAA. Tommy, you talk about Patrick Mahomes and he said nothing was keeping him off the field. He was just determined. And we all saw, like you mentioned at the end of the half, Didn't look good. He was clearly in pain. I think he hurt himself the play before, and then he tried to stretch it out on that next play in the run and then limped off badly and went over to the sidelines, clearly in pain. Can you tell us what the adrenaline is like and what the thought process is that you're not coming off the field because it's the biggest game of the year? These opportunities don't happen all the time. They have so far for Patrick Mahomes, but any one of them could be your last. Can you just take us through? What's going on to get yourself into that type of frame of mind?
1: I think the important part is, you know, you're laying it on the line for your teammates. And, you know, I thought when you're at this point in the season and you realize that when Monday comes, the season's over for everybody, you're going to do everything you can. There's nothing to hold back for. So if there's any chance of you going, you got to go. And, you know, if it's, if it's a catastrophic injury, there's obviously no way, but, you know, Pat found a way to deal with it and he looked great in the pocket. He moved great. It looked like everything was stable and he, you know, overcame, you know, an injury a few weeks ago to lead the team, and um, it looked like he healed pretty well. So, you know, it's a – I've been a part of games where we lose critical players in championship games, and they're out for good, and it's hard to overcome, but nothing was going to keep Pat from doing that. And, again, I think that's why you're a champion. You There's a physical and mental toughness to the sport, and, you know, so much we're trying to take away the physical toughness by limiting certain things. I mean, I always think you should eliminate cheap shots. You know, eliminating a physical aspect of the game, in my opinion – We're doing a disservice to the game because it's a physical sport and no one wants to see anyone get hurt. But at the same time, you've got to learn to defend yourself. And I think the biggest change in today's game is, you know, defending yourself. You're the the referees are defending the players and your opponents are defending yourself as a player rather than you defending yourself, which is, I think, the biggest difference in the game today. So, you know, those guys are you know, there's a lot of tough guys out there. You know, you sign up for a really tough sport, and when it comes down to the end of the season, you want to be at your best, and you want to give your team the best chance to win, and the best players have to be out on the field.
0: Well, you mentioned that word, referees, and you're not a player anymore in the National Football League, and everybody's talking about today. Uh, James Bradbury, who admitted after the game that it was holding. He did tug on the jersey of Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, but he was hoping that the referees would let it go. It turns out to be the difference in the game, a penalty that he admits to that could have been overlooked from your vantage point what did you think
1: well it's always i think easier not to call it um, the hard one is when you do call it because there's a lot of scrutiny with that call and i think the point is is at least from a receiver db standpoint you know if you're not going to cover them, you know let's say within the, the the letter of the law and you're going to tug at him you can impede the receiver from where he wants to go and create an almost impossible throw and catch by the quarterback and at the same time on the other side of the ball if the receiver pushes off, there's really nothing the D B can do in order to make the play. So it's such a hard situation because you don't know how the game's being called all day long. There's absolutely plays where the DBs hold all the time. And there's absolutely plays where the the receivers can push off. There's absolutely every play in the game where the offensive line is holding a D lineman, and vice versa. There's absolutely plays where the D line is holding the O lineman. So You know, those plays come up all the time. They could be called every, in every part of the game, they could be called. So the fact that it just comes down to that one moment, I'm sure there were lots of other holds that were let go. There was probably a few that they called. And, you know, in the end, you just have to, you know, the ref's trying to do the best that he could do. So I don't get caught up too much on, you know, one call. I think I've been in sports long enough where I realize there's a lot of things that impact the game. And, you know, one referee's call, yeah, it's important. But, you know, the referees are doing the best they could do and, They're not robots either. Maybe one day there will be robots calling games and everyone will be perfect. It'll be like Wimbledon where, you know, every call is perfect. But, you know, what would happen, John McEnroe, you know, he wouldn't be the John McEnroe we know if there were a bunch of, you know, video replays either. So it's just, that's the way sports are. And it gives everyone a chance to talk about something the next day. And it's like, you know, it's like boxing, you know, it's, you know, if you wanted to win, you could have knocked the guy out. Why let it go to the scorecards? So, you know, you always hate to, be judged in a sport like that. And sometimes the games come down to those things, but you as a player have a
0: lot of things you can do to impact the game anyway. Chiefs are the champions, everybody else is undefeated today. It's all even as we now head into the 2023 season. Jim Gray with Tom Brady right here on Let's Go. We're brought to you by American Express. Love hearing the sound of the whistle. Excited about going to the game? Can smell the concessions from your seat. Reminds you of the thrill of being there and you know that Amex will be with you every step of the way. Because when you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express, don't live life without it. Fans now going to have to live life without football. And the Eagles are going to have to live life now without football. How long does a bitter defeat like this linger, Tommy? And what do you do about it? My loss and our
1: team's loss to the New York Giants in 2007 still gnaws at me. That was 15 years ago. So <laughs> I think the reality <laughs> is, is this becomes a part of your DNA and the fabric of who you are and hopefully you can learn from it. I think that, you know, some of these losses when you make it this far and you're so close to victory and you don't get there, they stick with you forever. And not that you agonize over them 15 years later, but you certainly wish the outcome were a little bit different. And, you know, that's part of being on the stage though. That's part of being in sports is, you know, you can't, you've got to learn to deal with failure and it doesn't go well all the time. As many times as I was playing in the Super Bowl, 10, and we won the Super Bowl, seven. And how fortunate I was to be a part of all those championship teams. I had played 23 seasons. I had really played 21 seasons. I was injured one, and I missed my first year. Just in play much. But, you know, seven wins in 20 years, that's 33%. So, I mean, I guess as a baseball player, that'd be pretty good. But, you know, for a football player, you're only going to win it if you're lucky, you know, every once in a while. And, you know, when you lose it, it's, you're, you're much more likely to win. You know, you think about 23 season. Well, you know, there's 32 competitive teams that all spend the same amount of money, that all have the same time frames, that all have competitive. It's very hard to do. So what separates you from the rest? What separates you is a competitiveness and desire to get better every day. And February is very important, just as March is, just as April, just as May. All those things build into the next year. And I was on that hamster wheel for a very 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 long time and it's going to be interesting to adjust to a new life without the hamster wheel and also still have a competitiveness about me that you know I want to do great things in life and, and I'm sure all these players will want to be very competitive some of these guys who played yesterday it may have been their last football game some of those guys may retire some guys may never get a chance again on another roster so you know you don't take any of these things for granted it was a it was a good season um It was a great ending to a good season. And, you know, I was just happy to watch it and watch it from a little different perspective as well. And I know the Eagles are disappointed. They had a hell of a season. They were probably the favorites the whole season. Chiefs overcame a lot of things. And, you know, it ultimately ended up being a great Super Bowl. You
0: know, I've said it before on this program uh, to you that Al Davis used to say this to me all the time It's a vicious struggle to be number one. One team wins, and the other 31 are looking for answers. Yeah. And so now the Eagles will look for answers. Uh, how much motivation is there in a loss? Um, there's the despair we know, but does that drive you? Does it drive you to? Does it drive you crazy? No, Or does it drive you no, to?: win? I
1: think it drives you to. It depends what kind of competitor you are. Look, I think the chiefs should be looking for answers, too. I know they won, but a few plays here or there they don't win. So I don't think just because the outcome went the way you want that you should approach things any differently. You know, I feel like the process of understanding what kind of team you have and what you're trying to build year in and year out gives teams chances to be successful. And if you think just because you win the Super Bowl, that means you're gonna win it next year and you don't have to look for answers and you can just ride on the fact that, oh, well, we won it last year. Well, no one cares about that. There hasn't been a repeat champion for a long time. And it's it's too hard to do. To, to win one Super Bowl is extremely difficult. To win two in a row is nearly impossible. You know, So every team has to rebuild. Every team has to revamp. And where does the motivation come from? Hopefully it comes from a lot of internal motivations that, you know, your a team is committed to you. You want to go out there and do the job. You know, you're, you want to make this part of your life in order for you to maximize your potential. You know, some guys don't want to do that. Some guys, some guys are cool with being on the practice squad. Some guys are cool with playing a limited role. Some guys are cool with playing three or four years and moving on to something else. So, it all depends on the player. And, you know, you can look at some of those players and realize what their levels of commitment are. And when it goes well, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see because we all look at those things and admire them for the discipline and, and commitment it takes to reach such a high level. And I think the Eagles should be very proud of what they accomplished. You know, I think the, the Bengals should be very proud of it. I think a lot of these teams that made it down to the last four or the last eight, you're clearly ahead of the rest. And if you're ahead of the rest, what do you do to stay ahead? You keep working. You keep working on the process. You continue to refine the things that you need to. And it doesn't still guarantee anything, but it puts you in the best position possible to
0: succeed as you go forward. I'm Jim Gray. He's Tom Brady. We're brought to you by Bank of America. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive, even football fans can't stop banking. Learn more at bankofamerica.com slash banking. What would you like the power to do? Member fdic stay with us so much more right here on let's go when we return
1: Hey, everybody, I'm Jake Mintz. And I'm Jordan Schusterman, and we are the hosts of Baseball BarberCast. And Jake, is it true football season is over? Yeah, the ground dog in Pennsylvania poked his head up from the ground and he screamed, it's baseball time, everybody. Indeed, my friend, and spring training is almost here. And if you want to hear all of the happenings in Arizona and Florida, you should listen to us, Baseball BarberCast. So download Baseball BarberCast on the SXM app available with all of our trials and popular plans, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That's B-A-R-B-Cast.
0: Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray, along with Tom Brady. Our program is brought to you by K Jewelers. There's just one day left until Valentine's Day, and you can find the perfect gift at K.com and pick it up in store. Celebrate Valentine's Day and every kiss with K. Every
1: kiss begins with K.
0: Oh, well, I'm gonna get good at that next year. And the big ring went out yesterday, two days before Valentine's Day, and the Chiefs, the Chiefs now claim it. Uh, as they will be picking up the Vince Lombardi trophy and the ring that goes along with it. Hey, Tom, um, the Kelsey brothers had a great exchange uh, after the game. It had to be a very difficult situation. Here's what Travis, who won with the Chiefs, had to say about his brother.
1: There's nothing you can really say to a a loved one in in a situation like that. Um you know you uh you joke around all the time and say that you want to be your brother in the biggest stage ever but it's um it's a uh, it's a weird feeling it's a weird feeling and that team that uh that team had had great leadership great coaches obviously at the it came down to the end and uh we got all the respect in the world for those eagles man but um there's nothing really i could say to him other than i love him and uh and he and he played a hell of a year a hell of a season wow such respect and love and i think that's what it's about man it's a you know, sports are amazing parts for our communities and certainly for our families. And I can imagine how torn um, Travis and Jason's parents must have been. And obviously, you know, win or lose, someone was going to feel great, and other than wasn't going to feel great. And I just think the empathy that Travis shows is amazing. And he's an amazing guy. You know, I've got a chance to be around him. What a competitor! Um, you would love to go to battle with that guy any day of the week. And you could see, even in victory, he has compassion for and empathy for his brother, which tells you a lot about who he is. So nothing easy in the Kelsey household. I'm sure had it gone the other way, Jason would probably have felt the exact same way. And, um, you know, unfortunately, both teams couldn't win. And someone wasn't going to feel great. But it's, um, you know, that's a lot of raw emotion you hear. And that's what, you know, that's a, a great tribute to the love he has for his brother.
0: It sure was. And uh, hard, hard to see anybody lose that game, uh, particularly uh, so competitive and and just comes down to just a, a play here or there. But um, watching Travis play with Patrick Mahomes, does it remind you at all of yourself and Gronk and the connection that you guys had? Well, I think naturally, well yes, obviously it
1: was a great connection with you. I'd say quarterback and tight end. I think there were other great connections, you know, I've had in my career, but you know, Gronk was truly one of a kind. And I think Travis and Patrick, that's a you should just marvel at that. It's incredible to watch, you know, two people on the same team who are the best in the business at what they're doing you know in the chemistry they have and i think a lot of those things that they do are you know patrick has a really good idea where travis is running obviously based on the play call but there's a lot of ad libbing that's going on with travis as well and patrick reads his body language and makes some spectacular throws i watched it all year i studied the chiefs a lot this year and you know they when you watch him at the at their best and patrick's playing as good as anyone's ever played the position travis is playing as well as anyone's played the position they just People will say, "Well, why do How can they? How can they not stop that?" Well, how do you? The question is, how do you stop it? If you play zone, and there's only two things you do: you play man or you play zone. If you play zone, then he's going to find a spot in the hole somewhere. He's going to figure out how to use his speed and his quickness to, you know, work his way off a of defender. And if it's man coverage, there is basically nobody that can cover Travis Kelsey man-to-man coverage. So the only thing you can do is maybe you'd say double him, put two guys on him, which that exposes everyone else to one-on-one coverage all the time. So it's a very difficult matchup. And I had that experience a lot, even when I had when I had Gronk. Gronk was a very difficult matchup. He was faster than all the linebackers, and he was bigger than all the DBs. And when you have that size-speed advantage, it becomes very difficult to stop. And Travis and Patrick are doing incredible things, throwing and catching the ball, regular season, postseason. I think what those guys –
0: have accomplished in their career together is is really amazing. Tom Andy Reed now wins his second Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Fame coach and he's a terrific guy. He's a friend of this program. Uh I'm really fond of him. Like him a lot. Uh I know you do as well. Yeah. I'm kind of trying to understand this fascination with retiring. The guy just wins a Super Bowl. You've been in this position so perhaps you can explain it to us. He's hit with these questions about retiring. He says, "No, if they'll have me, I'm coming back." <laughs> but he just won a huge game and uh That's what you get hit with. Can you kind of explain to us what that's like? Well, I don't know, Scratchy. Why don't you retire?
1: I don't know. How do you answer that when you say, hey, just retire? Just say you're doing great. You're loving what you're doing. Go ahead and stop doing it. I guess that's just the natural thing in sports because people are expecting it. Um, But look, it should be up to everyone to choose when they want to stop doing what they love to do. If you love sports and you love football and you're winning championships – you're going to retire to do something that you don't love that you don't have an opportunity to compete i think it's a very hard thing and naturally i just think those are just questions that people ask but i don't you know he he knows how he feels about coaching and if he feels like he can give it everything he can then he does and it's a great thing but look the league needs more good coaches that's the reality anyone who's asking andy reed to retire is crazy because why would you let one of the great coaches you know want, want him to leave why do you want any of the great quarterbacks to retire why do you want any of the great receivers to retire you want this game great if you're going to be great you better have great people doing it and you know the league should be investing in the greatness of its players and the greatness of its coaches and figuring out ways for people to play longer so that the sport and the product could be great you know you should be because you win a super bowl going to be retiring or you know ask players who are super committed to being great and you know asking them to go do something else doesn't make a lot of I don't sense get to it. me
0: it's it's crazy it's 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 insane and I've probably been guilty of it myself. You know, I've asked a lot of questions over the course of all these years. The longer now that I've done it, it's it's just. It, first of all, it's the wrong time, and second of all, I guess I guess you and everybody else you're going to let us know when you've had enough. Yeah, um, and you're not. Because it's not like you're going to answer right there. Yes, I retire. I mean, very few people. I, I can't think of anybody who's done it on the spot. Can you?
1: No. Perhaps in
0: the ring I can. Perhaps in the ring I can. Yes, I can. Larry Holmes and. Mike Tyson saying, I've had enough. This is it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I'm sure that was in their mind before the fight too. I'm sure that was in their mind in the training camp and just realizing that if I want to, if I want to really compete, I got to know, I know what it takes to compete and it's a, it's a huge commitment. And I always liken it to running a marathon. Does any, does everyone love finishing a marathon? Yeah. Everyone loves finishing. Does everyone love starting a marathon? Yeah but it's probably those middle miles of the marathon that really suck and then every time you're in the middle of that marathon you're like why the fuck did I do this you know why am i running this marathon again it's an exhausting <laughs> but the reality is is it's easy to start the marathon and it's easy to finish the marathon the hard part is the middle and you train for the middle and that training goes way beyond the start line and the finish line that's months in advance and that's you know that's that's early morning runs and late night runs and getting your body worked on and getting it prepared so that it can accomplish a feat that you're setting out to achieve. That's a very competitive feat. So, you know, those things are tough. You can't just, uh, you know, you just don't wing it. Not at this level, not when the competition's as tough as it is. And and every year there's a new group of 20, 21 and 22 year olds that are coming in the league that are looking to make their mark, that are looking to start their own career and begin their own legacy and make their own money and try to set up their own family. And, you know, for me, I've been able to do that for 23 years loving it every step of the way. And there's still a deep love for it. There always will be. And I think all the great competitors, you know, my contemporaries, Peyton and Phillip and Drew and Aaron Rodgers and people that I just admired so much. You know, we love the game so much. Peyton can't get away from the game. Peyton's doing shows every Monday or, you know, every Monday night talking about the sport. And, you know, it's just ingrained in the, in, in, in the fiber of our DNA. And, um, you know, you want to see it done well. And if there's any hope that I have for football, it's that, you know, people don't screw it up and make stupid role, rules that make it impossible for the players to play and for the referees to judge and allow the players to defend themselves and coaches to coach well and players to work hard at their craft and get better so that the product of the sport is is better now than when they when they started that should be the goal for everyone
0: jim gray and tom brady here on let's go our program is brought to you by mastro's for your next special occasion visit mastro's an unmatched dining experience. Known for its world-class service and unique cuisine, Mastro's offers the finest prime steaks and the freshest seafood, all in a lively atmosphere. Visit Mastro's.com for locations and reservations. Papa Brady was there twice last week. Good. I got to get him eating some salad. <laughs> got to get him healthy. They've got great salads there. A lot Good, big selection. I hope, I hope he ate it. Time we now turn our attention to uh, the off-season. Well, first of all, what did you think of Rihanna? She's great.
1: She's great. She's a great performer and been at it for a long time, and she just blows everyone away all the time. So she's one of the unique performers. It's great to see people on that stage too because I think that stage of the Super Bowl is reserved for a lot of special people, and I love last year's halftime show with Dre and Eminem and Snoop and and, uh, Kendrick Lamar, and this year was great. You know,
0: Rihanna's pretty great. So it's they're top to top and uh, she did a great job when you're playing do you miss that and do, did you go back and watch it uh, on tape or did it just kind of be one of those things that got by you
1: no i didn't see much um you know i'd much rather not see it if i'm playing you know i'd i'd, I'd take that a million over a million so i never have really gone back and watched any of them unfortunately i just kind of hear the performances even i remember when i was when we beat Carolina in 2003, we came off the field and that was when we had the wardrobe, wardrobe malfunction with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson. And they were asking me about that and I, I couldn't even understand what they were telling me about. And they were like, oh, did you see a halftime show, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, I didn't see anything. I was, I was thinking about the game and I was trying to figure <laughs> out, you know, halftime adjustments. So I, it, it took a while for us to figure out exactly what, was, what had gone on. So that's for the fans and not for the players.
0: You know, I caught up with Paul Tagliabue, the former commissioner, this weekend, and we had a chat about that. Uh, He was on the air with me, the commissioner, uh, during that very famous wardrobe malfunction with Justin Timberlake and uh, Janet Jackson. We didn't see it. We didn't see it from the radio booth. And uh, so we just kept talking about whatever the league issues were. And then uh, after the interview was concluded, there was a man by the name of Joe Brown, handled government affairs and, and league affairs for the NFL for more than 50 years. And he looked like he saw a ghost, Tommy. And we okay. had no idea. i was starting to think in my head, what did I ask him that he's, that he's so upset about? Uh, what's going on here? And, yeah. uh, and, and then we were told. But uh, we didn't even see it.
1: I think in the end it was probably a good thing for the NFL because everyone got to talk about it and it was just more publicity and more publicity for halftime shows. So is any publicity bad publicity? That's what they say. So who
0: knows? Well, speaking about that, uh, you have your own apparel line, and it's called Brady Brand. And you can check it out at BradyBrand.com, including the new Brady pant, perhaps the new Brady underwear. Go to Brady Brand. Get comfortable now, look good, and feel even better. Brady Brand, let's go. So the honors uh, celebrated your retirement. And uh, here's what Kirk Cousins and Kelly Clarkson thought. Tom's won seven
1: times, went to 10. He's on some beach, so maybe Kirk could win. Wait, you can really sing? Yeah, yeah. Since he's been gone. Wait, hold on, hold on, (laughs) hold on. First of all, you can really sing what?
0: Let's go. Cause now that he's gone.
1: That's, I think, a millennial verbiage. I, I actually even had to look that up, so I didn't even quite know what that meant. But just thought it was a good picture with some underwear. Nothing more than that. <laughs> is that you in Did the picture? Did it motivate you to go buy some? That's what I really want to know. That's what the plan is. Actually, all the ladies, uh, that's what it should be. Have the, have the ladies and all the wives. It's Valentine's Day. Go buy some. BradyBrand.com. Get your favorite underwear. They're actually amazing. I'm wearing them right now. And I promise not
0: to share too many more of those photos. <laughs> um, I don't enough. even know quite how to approach this portion of the segment. You know It's not for you. It's not for the men. It's for the women. There's a difference. There you go. All right. Looks like uh, you found something to do here in retirement. Um. <laughs> 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 keeping keeping everybody uh, you know, on the internet very it, my, very busy
1: it is a little easier to do when you don't have to walk into a locker room the next day i will say that because if, if i did that and walked in the locker room i'd have gotten a lot of shit but it's nice when i'm away that i only hear from a few of the people that like to give me shit so i didn't have to deal with the whole team doing it and they got plenty of brady well, I brand think, i i gave away a lot of brady brand to my teammates the last few years so i'm sure they were very supportive
0: Another guy who probably would get a lot of shit if he walked into a locker room today is, is a man who's starting four days in darkness, and that's Aaron Rodgers, uh, has announced to everybody uh, that he'll be going away, and uh, the lights will be out in a small room, uh, and he'll get some food and so forth, some nutrition, but uh, uh, he's going to go and try and figure out what his next move is, and cleanse his mind, and stay off his telephone, and not watch television, and be in the dark um the jets have inquired about uh aaron Rodgers' availability um so it looks like uh, it looks like he could possibly be on the move he could possibly retire um what do you think about spending four days in the dark
1: uh, you know what i hope he doesn't retire because like i said i think the world the the, the league needs good quarterbacks and he's one of the greats so If he retires, it'll be a sad day for the league. He's an incredible player and everyone has their different processes they go through. And you know what? I think we all need to get off our phone a little bit more. I think we all need to get away from the TV a little bit more. I think we all need a little more nature and a little more silence and a little more peace and whoever he's going about it. Good for him. Everyone's got their unique way to process the season and we've all got to be on. It's very intense for all of us. And it's nice to, you know, everyone gets to choose what they want to do. But certainly, from the standpoint of him leaving the game, at his the way that he's playing, he broke his thumb this year and still played tremendous. And you could see as he got healthy throughout the year how how incredibly talented he is. So, you know, I hope the good players keep playing. That's what I hope is. That's what I try to do. And now you hope that the next generation does that. And I hope they have the tools necessary to do that. And I was very fortunate to work with the guy Alex, who is my you know, best friend, a brother to me and taught me so much. I hope these other guys like Patrick can play a long time and Jalen can play a long time and Josh and and Joe Burrow and, you know, these tremendous players that bring so much. That's why we watch, not because the color of the jerseys, because the players in the jerseys. And, you know, everyone's going to have to get refreshed. Everyone's going to have to figure out how to take a jump to the next level to work their craft a little more, to dig a little bit deeper, to push their teammates a little bit more. And everyone's got different ways to, to go about that.
0: It just speaks to how hard the game is that you play. It just speaks to what it takes mentally, physically, and to do it year in and year out and to uh, uh, try to achieve excellence. And that's what Aaron has done. And it's 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 just friggin' hard, isn't it? Uh, can you kind of tell us um, how you go about it? And, you know, you've often said that it's not what you do once or twice, but how you keep doing it. And here's a guy who keeps doing it. It's just really hard, isn't it?
1: it's an intense it's an intense process of preparation and like i said with the marathon example you just can't show up and expect to be clicking on all cylinders it's a year round process and you got to you got to try to commit as best you can year round knowing the responsibilities and expectations that come along with it so you just can't wing it and the guys that wing it they don't have long careers and you know what they probably don't love it that much cuz if you feel like it's work in the off season then you know it's it's a tough job cuz it's so physical and it's so intense and it draws on every part of your being physically mentally and emotionally and you got to get yourself to that position in order to compete against the best in the world and if you do that there's a great payoff in the end and if you don't you know that's okay too it's your life and it's your choice but the great ones I want to see them play as long as possible everyone wants to see Tiger Woods play golf everyone wants to see you know Floyd Mayweather fight you know everyone wants to see Tom Brady and Peyton Manning play and and Patrick Mahomes and you know that's what we do we try to go out and, entertain people and Try to be great at what you do and make a contribution to the world that way. Did you ever feel like it was work? Nope. I never felt like a day in my life. I felt, felt like I, I, I've had to do it because I enjoyed it so much. And I enjoyed really, I enjoyed the work, obviously the physical work. I really enjoyed the camaraderie with my teammates. And, um, you know, we all should. I think that's probably what everyone misses, this amazing camaraderie and a fellowship of men in a locker room where we can share exactly who we are. And you know what you can't do? You can't fake your teammates out you know there's one thing you can't do is pull the wool over their eyes you have to be authentic to who you are and really you have to care about them and you have to care about what you're trying to accomplish and if you don't they see right through it because they they see you at your best and they see you at your worst and they see you in front of the media and they see you when there's no cameras and we can all tell who the phonies are
0: and those guys don't last very long in the nfl tommy i want to thank you for coming on this program all year long you've answered all the questions. Uh, you've given tremendous insight to our audience and to the fans. We're grateful for the career that you have given to all of us who follow professional football, said it last week, and I will say it for the rest of my life. We've never seen anything like it before, and we'll never see anything like it again. So from all of us, thanks for doing let's go. And we look forward to another great year and hearing from you when this time rolls around next year, uh, in September.
1: Sounds good. And, and thank you to all our guests that have come on the show and thank you, Jim and Snake and uh, all your hard work throughout the year. And for our sponsors, we appreciate you. We're really grateful for your support. We're grateful for the fans and Sirius Radio who have supported us. And, um, you know, we want to do great things. And for as much as people think that they're supporting me and giving to me, I, I would like to do the same thing in return. Because that's what reciprocity means and that what relationships are all about. So have a great off season, everyone. I know that everyone's probably counting down until fantasy football season starts next year and they can start picking their players because I know that's a big moment for everyone. And maybe I'll have a fantasy team at some point next year, which will be fun for me too. So everyone have a great off season and we'll see you next year as it will be a lot of fun as well.
0: That's Tom Brady. He's our expert. Can't work with a better one. The expert of all experts and any athlete's going to tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by the number one lender in America. United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, equal housing lender, NMLS, number 3038. It's licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. Let's go, presented by Hertz. Thanks to our terrific producer for a great season, Dave the Snake Hagen. He just carries such a huge load, does a great job, and we are grateful to him. Production assistance by Harris Fabishoff. Thank you, Harris. And to our sponsors. We've got the best sponsors, and we really thank you all for supporting our program. Hertz, American Express, USAA, Bank of America, K Jewelers, United Wholesale Mortgage, Brady Brand, Mastro's, Morton's, Del Frisco's, and Golden Nugget Hotel and Casinos. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions and Scratchy Productions, Thanks so much for joining us. We will talk to you again next week. It's the best of Let's Go, and we'll see you next year. Right back here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.